With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Gray tees it up and knocks it down from three. Gray, she got it. Another for Chelsea Gray. Gray, the crossover, she got it. That is deadly. Gray will take. You bet. That's what she does. This could be our first L.A. Spark to ever win Sports Person of the Day, I would uh, think. I don't think Candace Parker has ever gotten it. No, I don't think she's ever run it. Uh, Chelsea Gray uh, had a huge game last night. She is a 5'11", officially point guard, but uh, a very powerful a player mm-hmm. uh, will take it to the basket. She's very good. Make shots. Uh, she uh, is. Uh, she and and we admire her play, even though she played at Duke. Uh, that's <laughs> a, you know we we don't. It, I don't think Duke uh, basket women basketball players die. You know what? Dive like that. not only is Chelsea Gray the first LA Spark might to be, be the a, first Duke. Might be the first Dukey, right? Certainly the first Duke basketball player. That's for I sure. think we've had Tyus though. Yeah, maybe Tyus. Yeah, we might have had Tyus as sports know. person. I've never forgiven him. Uh, for for the way he played in that national championship game, I uh, you know and beat Wisconsin. I was very upset by that. Uh, Chelsea Gray, anyway, is uh, last night uh, she goes to work on the uh, Timberwolves. I mean, on the Lynx, and ends up uh, making sure that the Sparks in really the last game of the arch rivalry era, wouldn't you say? Sure, yep, they've slipped yeah. a little, Manny. The uh, the links have obviously slipped quite a bit, the sp- and this was sort of the uh, uh, even though the links have won more titles than they've won, they've been going at it now for uh, three straight years. Yeah, and uh, this time the uh, Sparks got them and defeated them. And uh, I I will say, Pat, I I know you know the Sparks haven't had a great regular season, but I do think if there's a lower seeded team in these playoffs mm-hmm. that could go on a run, I think it's them. Who do they get? Uh, Phoenix uh, advanced. Uh, Tarasi had a big game, and I'm not sure. They uh, will be playing the Mystics, they will who be are playing. the number three seed. So they'll have to fly all the way across the uh, country to play the Mystics, right? Correct. Yep. Uh, Gray ended up with 26 points, and uh, that was uh, that was the big difference. The, uh, the Lynx had a terrible... Uh, slump in the middle of the game. They came back. Uh, they got within four, and then every time they looked like they might get a little closer, Chelsea Gray took the ball and went and scored. She started 
like Lindsay Whalen, she started her career at Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And uh, was uh, what was the trade, Manny? Who the, how the heck did they get her? How did uh, Sparks get her? What? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. She might have even been a free agent. After one year? My goodness. She, well, then maybe, she only maybe they averaged, did trade for her. Then. Here's the deal, though. Her first year at, UConn, at uh, Connecticut, she averaged 6.9. Her first year in L.A., 2016, she averaged 5.9. And then in 2017, they said, okay, you run the show. And they uh, took off, and she averaged 14.8 and four and a half assists and had a better year this year. Uh, this year has uh, uh, been her career year, and uh, she has eliminated our links from uh, the uh, playoffs. And uh, now we'll see. Now we'll see how GM uh, Reeve can put things back together. Are right? you calling for her head already? I'm not sure, but she enters next season on probation, oh, in my opinion. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah I should, uh, you know, I... Uh, they are going to have to... I do think they're going to have to do something significant mm-hmm. this offseason. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, they've got... I mean, you still have Maya and you still have Sylvia, so you've still got a chance to compete and be in the mix next year. But you, I think there are going to be some significant changes. Uh, I have a question. I was looking... Uh, uh, at the uh, WNBA uh, first team, second team, all the all sure. awards they gave mm-hmm. away. When did that scoundrel Skylar Diggins get married? She's now Skylar like, Diggins Smith. Who'd she? Yeah. Who's Smith? Daniel Smith. I want to know who Smith is. He, was, he is a. Uh, they. I think they're college sweethearts. Really? Yeah, because he was a he was a wide receiver at Notre Dame. Oh, I think. really? Okay. So and they're not going to have any athletes as children. <laughs> no. God. <laughs> What's well, the green? Team, that team needs a new coach. They should have been better. They had Cambage and they had her. Why didn't they win more? Well, games? remember they fired uh, Freddie Williams oh, yeah, and right then Taj the McWilliams yeah, Franklin right. Taj, took over and yeah. maybe Taj will. Uh, they they might. They might get. They might give her the. They, they, they might take the interim didn't guard tag off anybody, of her. Though, right? They. Uh, yeah, they, they got to get a little bit better on defense. 100. Who got a Phoenix got a hundred last night? Right? Didn't Phoenix get a hundred? Did they? I think they got a hundred. What's the one? But. What's the great quote from Odell Beckham Jr.'s mom? Yeah, Phoenix got 101. <laughs> huh? I love that. Phoenix he scored 101 last night. Yeah. Where is the goofball? Is he in camp? Yeah, he's he's, he's full participation. He's okay, okay. I think, I think they think they're going to get a new deal mm-hmm. for him. So mm-hmm. I bet there's times that my buddy Heather would like to get him a headline. Oh, yeah. Hit him in the forehead with her nuggy once in a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a damn good player, though. Oh, God. He's, how about those hands? Yeah, yeah. Just go who's up and get the, him. Uh, who's, the, who's the receiver that's new to the league? Oh, is it? it's a kid in the uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, in Cleveland? The Cleveland kid that loves to catch. Uh, Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis that, Landry, yeah. That just spends all his time in practice catching it with one hand. Huh. Just to show off and... They can't say anything to him because he never drops. Are you a, are you guys hard knocks guys? I watched I, the first one. I watched the first episode, bad. and I heard uh, Judd and uh, Collar uh, bragging about it that it's really good. Okay, uh, the first episode, you know, uh, Hugh Jackson got to come in and tell everybody his mother died and then his, his brother, brother died, died yeah. a month ago. And I like Hugh, man. I don't okay. I don't know how good a coach Hugh is, but I like him. I'm rooting for him. I think it'd be nice to see the Browns go like seven and nine. Yeah, I something. think they'll improve this year. Hugh gave me Win some total. laughs way back when when he came in here with the University of Pacific, and they defeated the Gophers right in the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Really? How long ago How was, was that? Embarrassing. You'd have to look it up. Early eighties. Okay. I think. Who was coach? Was that a Pete oh, Nigerian team? Playing. 
Hmm? Hugh was playing. He wasn't Yeah, coaching. he was the option quarterback. Oh, wow. And they dropped football about three years after that. Really? They came in here and beat the Gophers, yeah. Would that have been the Nigerian run? Would Pete have been on we'll the... We'll have to bring it up. Yeah, Pete's going to be live with, at the State Fair yeah, with us we, next we're Monday. We're forward to that. So, uh, anyway, Chelsea Gray, congratulations to you. And it's, the champs have fallen. Long live the champs. <laughs> of the murderer's row of ball talk. It's baseball. Play ball. Here's ESPN senior scribe and storyteller Tim Kirkjian on the ride with Royce. Tim Kirkjian is with us. ESPN and ESPN.com. The Oakland A's are coming to uh, Target Field on Thursday night. First time we've seen them either home or away all year. I think there's some exorcism going on here or some dang thing. There's some something supernatural. Brett Anderson, Edwin Jackson, Trevor Cahill. What's going on, Tim? Well, that's a great question, Pat. <laughs> and as I've answered to you many times, baseball is going on here because there is no explanation for this. This team began the season with the lowest payroll in the major leagues. They began the season with a starting rotation that had no chance of winning the division. And here they are with a chance to beat out the defending world champion <laughs> Astros, the greatest rotation, at least for the first few months we've seen in a long time. But the bottom line is this, Pat. Early in the year, they played at Boston. And when they left, Alex Cora kind of told me, said, man, that team takes as good an at-bat as a team as anybody in our league. And then he told me the same thing the other day, several months later. And so they take a great at bat. They can hit the ball out of the ballpark one through nine in that order. And now they've built this great bullpen with power arms and closers everywhere. And you take home run and hitting ability and a deep, versatile bullpen, and you put that together with pretty darn good defense at the corners, in the infield especially, and suddenly, this team is right in the middle of it, and nobody saw this coming. <laughs> no, Brett Anderson, seven innings, one hit uh, last night. If you took his career numbers and put them in three seasons, he would have had a heck of a career, I'll tell you that. But uh, unfortunately, he never stays healthy more than 20 minutes. Right, and Trevor Cahill, we can't forget how great that sinker was when he came up and everyone was raving about him. And then something happened, and it kind of went away, and now it is back. <laughs> it's it, it now a representative rotation that started from nothing, and it's a bunch of retreads, but they're doing a great job with that Sean Mania guy right in the middle of it. But, again, this is what is so great about baseball is that this team is where it is. And, Pat, don't take your eye off the first baseman, Matt Olson, who not only can hit, but he really – can play defense, and he really understands how to play the game. But the guy to keep your eye on is the third baseman, Matt Chapman, who throws the baseball, we're told, 100 miles an hour <laughs> from the mound and has whispered to Bob Melvin, the manager, several times, you know, during meetings on the mound, I can close this game out if you want me to. <laughs> and I'm told he runs as well as anybody on the team. And he is a big, strong guy with tremendous powers. So and there's so much to like here. And from what I've seen, he can play the heck out of third base, too. He's, oh, he's, he's a tremendous defensive third baseman. And then they have this Chris Davis guy with a K who 
hits home runs, 30 homers every year, if not 40. He's the guy, Pat, that I saw at spring training, during spring training, and I just casually asked him, how you doing? He said, great, it's home run season. <laughs> it's not baseball season, it's home run season, because that's what he does better than anything else that he does is hit the ball out of the ballpark. He is definitely the prototype for the launch angle era, isn't he? Yeah, and he crushes, crushes that ball down in the strike zone, Pat. It's so interesting. Aaron Boone told me the other day, he said, you know, there used to be a day where pitchers were told, keep the ball down. He said, not anymore. Now it's the opposite. And even though Chris Davis is not a very good left fielder and has one of the worst throwing arms I've ever seen, he can really hit and get the ball up in the air. And, again, he he attacks that ball down in the strike zone and just crushes and you know when they're winning it to me it it kind of reminds me of when tampa bay was winning you saw tampa bay down there stuck in that dump of a ballpark with nobody going to the games and uh and, and we all rooted for them when they had that nice little run there and they're hanging in there this year but oakland you look at them they're playing in the worst stadium left in baseball they still have a football team that plays on it and uh, and somehow they show up and they go in this rotten locker room clubhouse hoping the toilets are going to work, and then they go out and play baseball. Right. A very naive baseball fan, this, this wife of a friend of mine, watched the game at Oakland the other day, and I happened to be in the room, and she said, what is that dirt doing on the field? And I said... <laughs> That that is the that's the football field. They play baseball and football on the same field. She knows that can't happen. No one does that. And she, was, she was right. And I told you, Pat, when they have trouble with the showers there, with the plumbing yeah. there, this has happened more than once. The players from both teams take showers in the same area, in the same shower. It's unbelievable. It's never happened in baseball history. Oh, it's uh, unbelievable. How young was this woman that she'd never seen uh, baseball and football? Tell her to go back and look at uh, some of those games from the 70s when the fields Joe Namath was playing on. Well, I told her, like, this used to be all the time. Joe Namath played at Shea Stadium. It was ridiculous. But she's... She's not necessarily elderly. She's just naive to baseball. I hadn't watched much baseball or football, but she made a very astute uh, observance. What is that? So our our, our friend Scott Miller uh, wrote a piece the other day, and I love Scott, about uh, that uh, every three days – People are go. People go to the ballpark three times, and one of those three days, they're going to say that's the worst game I ever saw. Well, I was thinking about this. Certainly, there's some drag to the game, but I, you got the Oakland A's. You got a lot of great stories in the other league. You got the Red Sox. You know, you you uh, you multiply thirty times eighty-one. That's a lot of games. There's going to be a. It seems like in the modern era, we look at a rotten baseball game as though they've never happened before <laughs> there's there's a lot of there's always in a season this long there's always a lot of bad ball games but we still have good ones pat we've been playing baseball for 140 years there have been a million bad games in there including in the world series yes but pat it's time for baseball to take a bigger look at what is going on here you've already said it those american league teams 
Wait till we see what that's going to look like. Whoever makes the American League playoffs, how great is that going to be? How great is the National League going to be down the stretch? Okay, it's not the most noble of races. Nobody's going to win 100 games. But there's going to be a meaningful, if not two, if not five, six meaningful games played in the National League every night. Games that really, really matter. So that's what I'm looking at, and I totally understand there are a lot of bad games today. But when I was growing up, watching the Washington Senators <laughs> play as a kid, trust me, there were bad games played all the time. So what is the mood in uh, Baltimore, sir? With uh, where I think the boys just slipped to 52 under, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they just lost their 90th game. It's, it's <laughs> August the 22nd. Uh, yeah, it's really sad there, and I'm I'm really worried for that organization because obviously they waited too long, but they did, I'm told at least, did do pretty well in unloading all those guys. They restocked the farm system. That may not mean anything if you can't develop the guys properly, but it'll be real interesting to see what they do here, whether Buck Showalter wants to return as the manager, whether he does return as the manager, but I look at their lineup, and it just doesn't look anything like the lineups that we're used to seeing there, and poor Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis, had another 0-4 with four strikeouts last night. It's no fun piling on anymore, Pat. They're, They're that bad. And when you have a history and a tradition that rich, it makes it even sadder. What is their record? What is the most they've lost? Do you know? Uh, well, I cover the 88 team. <laughs> yes. 107, I want to say, is their yeah. record. They're going to they're gonna devour that one before <laughs> they're done. And, you know, it, it bears repeating, Pat. They went into July 32 games out of first place. And in the decade of the 70s, all the years combined, where they didn't finish first, they finished a total of 31 games out of first place, and they were 32 out in half of the season this year. Well, uh, Red Sox lost last night, so I think they remain only 50 and a half behind. By the way, Tim, I was talking to Bob Ryan a couple of days ago. Uh, some of us still remember 1978, and now the Red Sox have lost two and a half games from their lead in the last three days of the Yankees, and they don't have Chris Sale. Don't look now, but, uh, you know, they could be playing in that wild card game. Wouldn't that be something? And this does remind me of your favorite Earl Weaver. One of those years in the 70s, they lost the game in Kansas City. They're getting on the bus to go to the airport. And he growls to no one in particular. He says, damn, it's hard to stay 50 games over 500. (laughs) That's what the Red Sox are running into here. And normally I would say, hey, let's get excited about this. The Yankees are going to make a run. They've won four or five in a row. But the Yankees don't have Judge. They don't have Sanchez. They don't have Didi Gregorius. Their pitching is not what it used to be. Now Chapman is hurt. So they're not going to make a run, and I think they know it. All they care about, as they should, is getting healthy for October the 1st when they make the playoffs. But, Pat, just imagine, just imagine if Oakland wins that division and the wild card game is Houston against the Yankees. How about that? What would that be like? You know, I always love Boston because of 78. They always say, 
That dang Bucky Dent. You were 14 games ahead. Don't be mad at Bucky Dent. (laughs) You're mad at Bucky Dent. How about blowing a 14-game lead? (laughs) Yeah, Bucky delivered the last hit. There were about a 1,000 other hits and mistakes made before that happened. Yes, that is uh, true. So uh, I I, kind of like uh, the White Sox uh, for a couple of years from now. I think uh, when you have Chris Sale to trade instead of uh, oh, Ryan Presley, let's say, uh, you can get quite a return. We got to see the kid last night only for two innings because of the rain, but uh, that's some pretty good stuff. And uh, they got a they got Giolotto. Lotto still looks like he's okay, and uh, they got another. They got Rod- Rodon is uh, pitching good now, so uh, I think the White Sox might have something going here in a couple of years. Yeah, Kopech got a standing ovation, Pat, as he walked to the bullpen last (laughs) night to warm up. This is what it's like being a White Sox fan. But but I've seen him before. I've seen him in spring training, and he throws legitimate 100 with serious, serious life, and he kind of slings it a little bit from the side. That is is an uncomfortable at-bat for right-handers and left-handers. We'll see where this goes, but in a very short sample last night, that was very impressive, and this is what the White Sox and all these teams that are rebuilding what they need is they need to see the future, and they need to see it as quickly as possible. And I'm with you. With some of the young guys on that team, uh, they have a chance down the line to do something, and it's going to start with their starting pitching, and it's going to start with Michael Kopech. Yeah, he's uh, that, that's that's he's now throwing. Uh, they said to get better control, he's kind of uh, cooled her down a little. But he throws ninety eight pretty easy. He doesn't <laughs> jump, you know. He doesn't jump to throw ninety eight. But uh, yeah, that was funny though. The South Side. I didn't even know that. Uh, uh, however many thirty some thousand that showed up last night, I didn't even know they it still had that many people on the South Side and knew they played. You know. Right. Well, there weren't that many in the seats today. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's 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 for sure. All right, Tim. Hey, thanks for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, sir. Okay, Pat. See you. All right, the great Tim Kirchner, uh, ESPN and ESPN dot com. I got a question for everybody in there. All right. Are you ready, Kenny? Sure. Are you ready? Fire give, it, give it to me. I decided I wanted to go see eighth grade last week, and I decided I couldn't go. Right? I couldn't get anybody to go with me, and I couldn't go. As a seventy-two-year-old man, can't go to a movie called Eighth Grade by himself. Right? I was going to take my niece, but she's a little young for what I found out the material was. Okay. So now (laughs) we got the crazy rich Asians. Right. And. My wife won't go to it. At least she wouldn't the last two days. I'll try again when I get home. I don't think I can. I don't think a guy, a guy's, when he goes to that, he's got to have the wife along to no. make it look like it was her idea. Don't yeah. you think? Take it from me. I've gone yeah. to a lot of movies alone. The time to go is the Creeper showing mm-hmm. at 12 noon. Yeah, I might have <laughs> to when do that. When all the weirdos like me That's show yeah. up and sit in the back in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that was the creepiest I ever felt in my life when I went to see Showgirls at the noon oh, show. Yeah. God, what's oh, wrong a lot with of guys you? In a, well, you yeah. had to see that, for God's sakes. Mine was... You know, uh, with the I thought it was a drama, but uh, 
But, there was uh, some drama. I think mine that was, was quite a crowd, man. You never saw guys sitting so far apart from me. <laughs> but it was all dudes, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There were yeah. seven guys. Yeah. And we were, you know, it's, it was like... Uh, polar explorers, you know, getting spread out in the yard. You didn't want to sit near anybody. I think I went to bridesmaid, uh, bridesmaids alone. <laughs> That's a comedy. Yeah, yeah that was but okay. it was a it wasn't like movie. going to showgirls. The guys who came back the next day are the ones that would have made me uh, nervous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you know, whenever I go show. to a function with the, with the boys, you know, if we go to a kids' movie or whatever, I'm always looking around. All right, where's that guy's kid? Mm-hmm. Where's that guy's kid? Because mm-hmm. you know what they're up to. That's why you can't go see eighth grade. Right. We'll be back. I'm eating a twelve. That's Johnny. Say, isn't it Johnny's turn? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Johnny is here with Johnny the sports update. With a sports update. Thank you. This is brought to you by Menards. <laughs> Vikings signed safety George Iloka today. He played for my, uh, coach Mike Zimmer when Zimmer oh. was the defensive coach for the Bengals. Uh, what is uh, Coach Zimmer like about old? You know, George? he's a very smart guy. He's helped us. Uh, <laughs> You know, a lot in the past. I can't remember his, his first, rookie or so, second year. He ended up starting there. Um, very smart, um, good tackler. Um, Going to be where he's supposed to be all the time. Um, pretty much knows a lot of the things that we're doing. Uh, we went over some of the. Where's he supposed to be? <laughs> some most of the calls with him today, and he knew you know, probably eighty-five percent of them. John, meanwhile, your Packers are sitting around with their thumbs in their orifices, and uh, the Vikings are loading up. They got no chance. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. I've I've heard Viking fans be confident before. It's okay. All right. I'm not, John. Asked where it's uh, going to be a disaster. It's they're going to break our hearts it's, again. It's of course, bound it's going to happen. It's bound to be. Uh, asked where all these safeties will play because he has a few now. He replied, "We'll let all of that work out in the next couple of weeks. I think it'll help our special teams." I think it'll help some of our packages that we have. Well, Sandejo will get suspended for a vicious hit at some point throughout the year. He's good for one of those a year. Plus, somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Yep. Twins lose to the White Sox this afternoon in Chicago, 7-3. Kyle Gibson gave up three home runs in that ball game. Uh, the Twins scoring mostly first inning. Jorge Polanco got a two-run homer for the Twins in the first. The Twins now come back home. They play the Oakland A's for four games over the weekend. Who are who are currently losing to Texas right now, four to two in the ninth. Hmm. Really? Did they go ahead? Did the Houston end up losing last night? Is they it, were did tied. Did go back into first place? Yeah, they were. Houston, yeah. They were tied at the beginning. Houston lost. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So Oakland's in first off. place then. Okay. Twins 2019 schedule announced. They'll open the season three games in March, 28th, 30th, and 31st against the Indians. I put up with you, Olson. I really don't. By the way, all 30 teams play on March 28th, the earliest ever, excluding international games. Uh, The NFL's competition committee issued a narrow clarification today to its controversial helmet rule, but made no alterations during a previously scheduled conference call. According to a statement released by Troy Vincent, the NFL's executive vice president of football operations, the committee resolved there will be no changes to the rule as approved by clubs this spring, which includes no additional use of instant replay. He added the committee also determined that inadvertent or incidental contact with helmet and or face mask is not a foul. The rule is passed by owners and published in the NFL rulebook says it is a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. 
Tiger. Is he going to get more licorice off my desk? He is, isn't he? <laughs> did, did he leave? Did he tell you to keep me busy while he goes, <laughs> did he leave? keep Olsen busy, I'm going to get more licorice? Is that what he said? Don't point at the fact that I'm leaving the studio. Well, I have to go get something. Yeah, it's more licorice <laughs> off my desk. Guess, oh, I guess we better not point that out. Then. <laughs> that turkey, he knows though. He you know, knows. he's uh, he doesn't get enough credit for the amount of a prankster that he really he, is. He is <laughs> Mr. Hijinks, <laughs> Mr. Hijinks. Uh, Tiger Woods has, on several occasions this year, noted how fortunate he feels to be playing golf at a high level again. A year ago, he said he wasn't allowed to swing a golf club. Uh, Woods dived a little deeper into that today when asked about comments made by six-time major winner Nick Faldo, who told a radio yeah. host. Excuses, excuses. Keep it in fair territory, and you might win a tournament sometime, you fraud. That he over and hit the driver. Hit the driver straight <laughs> once in a while, and you might win a tournament. You can stop whining about what you felt like last year. Well, you know, you he, should go into the coach business. You could be a motivational speaker for, right. for youth coach business. Tough love. Yeah. Listen, Quit little whining. Great love. Hit it right. Jeez. I'm calling and asking. He actually said. Uh, Today that uh, he thought at that time he didn't think he'd ever be able to play again. He thought he was That's done. That's why he took the bottle of pills and pulled off to the no, side of the road. This is, no. <laughs> Kenny, yesterday I sent Pat a video because he's as anti Little League World Series as I am, and there was a video of a coach. It was like one of those lip dub things. Uh, yeah. So the coach is trudging out to the pitcher's mound, and he's just hurling insults at the kids out there like, did you and your dad ever play catch? Are you really this bad? Oh, God, it was funny. And then he said, one of them was, when your dad gets out of rehab, maybe he can teach you how to throw, I don't know, a strike. Oh, God, it was funny. That's funny. It was really, really funny. You better go, Johnny. We got people worried about traffic. Yeah. Of course. Worried about Kenny. The ride with Royce now continues. It's time for late hits. Hey, I wrote a uh, piece for tomorrow's uh, Star Tribune, which they already posted online, on your old arch rivals, the Midwest yes, Nerdbirds. I read that it was fantastic. Who, uh, will be playing uh, at 7.30 uh, p.m. on Saturday night at Shakopee. Uh, Who do they got? They got uh, Maple Lake, so that'll Ooh, be a tough, uh, tough boy. Ball that'll game be a good ball game. But uh, the Midway Snurdbirds, they have uh, another team up there called the Huntersville Horseflies, who play <laughs> Huntersville is basically a state forced, and they had a ball field that sat out next to this general store, and apparently the guy came in and sold the land, so now they're they have to travel Monaga play. But another, the other, uh, I mean, the teams from up there are just, these towns are just, and Midway is, is never been incorporated. It's unincorporated. It's just a spot on the road between Monaga and Wolf Lake. It's halfway through there. And they used to have a gas pump at a country store there, which has been closed for years. Uh, they got, a, it's a house. Somebody moved in. <laughs> Somebody made a house out of it. There's an old one school, uh, grade school there, elementary school. That's a house. And then there's a guy who's got a little horse ranch there. And then the ball field. That's Midway. And that's, uh, you know, the Monaga, the, the, uh, the, it's several generations of players starting in 51 have come down from Monaga to play there. And it's 10 miles away. Even though Monaga has a lighted field. They play at uh, they play at Midway, Midway. A lot of them. Yeah. And Monaga's had teams in the past. They don't have a team anymore. 
But that's uh, from that part of the state, uh, Region 14C is what it is, to have that, have that team that actually won the Class C tournament in the uh, 30 team, two team bracket back in uh, 2010 is pretty amazing. You know who they beat in a uh, champ- championship game? Wait, hold no. on, hold on. 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, Class C. Was it? Elko? No, Elko won an 08. Brewers. Really? The Moorhead Brewers, they beat in the quarterfinal. This was when we got to the final eight. It was uh, double Elim. Okay. And they beat Moorhead in the quarters and then turned ahead to beat them again on Sunday. Holy cow. Back, uh, but the, and apparently, according to Jake Lund, who was the Class C MVP that year, for mm-hmm. uh, that uh, a lot of the Moorhead Moorhead's now a Class B powerhouse, and a lot of the guys were playing against them in Class C. Holy back cow! In, back in 2010, but basically they're a bunch of Finlanders from uh, <laughs> from uh, Managa, which is a old old Finnish town up there. That's cool. Still has a high school, but uh, the uh, and the other th- the the theory the the part of the column which is interesting is you hear snurdbirds, right, and you think okay, in 2000. In 1999, somebody said, hey, let's use this nickname, sure. Snurbirds, yep, exactly. and then we can sell some T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. And hats. It goes back to the mid-'70s. It's the first nickname they ever had. It's mm-hmm. uh, There's a story about how it came about. So, so maybe what we'll do then is we'll have you come up with a nickname for the Fairbowl Lakers so we can move some product. Move some product, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing stupid enough either. Like, no. <laughs> uh, I was looking at this. Uh, I, I led with this, this new collegiate league out in... Uh, the Dakotas in the Dakotas. It's, yep. uh, you know, there's eight teams, and, and uh, the Saber Dogs. What the hell's that? I don't know. <laughs> there's no Saber Dog. There's not such a thing as a Saber Dog, right? I mean, but they, you know, the the nicknames they come up. Look at minor league baseball. I know. all over, even, and it's the logos too. Even old yes. traditional towns that had baseball have changed their name to these dumbass uh, <laughs> nicknames to sell because. People want to be walking down the street and have somebody see snurd birds and say, "Where in the hell did you get that?" You well, know? well, you got like the what's the team that the Saints play all the time? The Lincoln Salt Dogs. Yeah, the Salt Dogs. The Salt yeah. Dogs. I yeah. mean, you know. everybody's a dog now. Yeah. You know that it's a nickname that was been attached in the last twenty years. Is if it says dog on it? Yeah, that right. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's, Snoop Dogg is responsible for all of this, right? <laughs> Isn't he? What's he go back? Twenty, twenty-five years. Well, yeah. remember Snoop, Snoop had the thing a couple of years ago, the little brief stint where he was Snoop Lion. <laughs> I missed that part. Yeah, but you uh, you just make up the uh, thing. But the uh, yeah, as you point out, you're playing Sunday. Sunday and they night, yeah. Four killer games. Oh, they're they're. I I have said this a couple times in the good, air. If the ooh, weather's good. New Prague, the attendance at New Prague will shatter the one-day attendance record Here's what for could the state screw amateur up, tournament. Uh, both locations, if 80% chance of rain Friday if they get a bunch of... How many games? Are there no games I don't Friday? think there are any this Friday because they're playing That's a Sunday night game okay. this, this this week, which they didn't do last All weekend. Right. So, okay, that makes sense. Then then, was, then they, they might get lucky with the rain. But uh, anyway, that was uh, kind of fun. All right, and you mentioned uh, it too, by the way. But this is the weekend too, as you were mentioning, because Midway and a lot of the teams that won their regions had buys in the first weekend. Yes. There yeah. are going to be some killer ball games this weekend yep. at the state amateur tournament. If that's you win sure. your region, you get a buy. Apparently, yep. there's 16 regions, yep. and and that can be a little imbalanced because uh, the Maple Lake obviously had to come through a tougher region than uh, right than uh, 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 Midway. Midway would have yep. to. 
La Liga. You know, you guys know what La Liga is—the great Spanish soccer league. Right? Sure, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've it's got a T-shirt. Right with the Premier League is the greatest league in the world. Mm-hmm. It was announced over there by whoever runs La Liga that they were going to play a game in the United States, a regular season game uh, that would. Uh, uh, obviously, they'd probably try to get Real Madrid and Barcelona to come over here and play a regular season game that would count in the standings. The players are upset. We don't. The players don't want to play overseas. Things have to be done in a more coherent way and with common sense. A decision of this magnitude that affects players, referees, and fans was taken unilaterally and as a lack of res- and as a lack of respect the head of the football players association said they don't want to come over here one reason being they've always had a balanced schedule you know you played home and away mm-hmm. for every team and real madrid and barcelona when they play is like they they got some name for the whole series, and it's a big deal. Well, if they move one of the games to the United States, then are they going to try to uh, screw around with the uh, the uh, 32-game schedule and uh, mess it up? So give them hell. Don't take their BS. <laughs> they sound just like the NFL for jackasses. Don't, <laughs> don't put up with them, players. Don't put up with them. Wisconsin has now suspended Danny Davis, another one of their wide receivers, for the first two games of the season uh, because he was in the vicinity when the other uh, receiver, uh, Cephas, uh, Quintez Cephas, who's been charged with sexual assault, uh, was conducting the uh, alleged sexual assault. Uh, Davis has not been charged but uh, Chris, uh, Paul Chris announced he's suspending him for a couple of two games. And if more evidence of wrongdoing comes out, uh, the guy could get suspended for longer. This isn't mm-hmm. a good way for the number four rated team in the country to get started here. No, with a sexual no, assault charge I, I'm unaware of this story. Did the, the is the player that was accused is he off the team? Uh, he has. Uh, he said before the announcement was made, he said. Ah, uh, that he was taking a leave of absence. The player did. Yes. Okay. And did one other thing. A former Texas A&M linebacker named Santino Martial, uh, who was uh, now transferred to Arizona, and he's trying to become immediately eligible. He has charged that Jimbo Fisher's new staff, which includes Tim Brewster, committed NCAA violations. No way. I don't believe it. That's a canard and a lie. Hey. Jimbo and Tim Brewster would never do anything no. that isn't by the book. Hey, if you want to get some, you better bring yes, some. That's right. Well, this is this guy saying he got some that they gave him 300 cash to take the recruits out a couple of times. I forget who it is, but someone did a time lapse of Bruce tweets. Yeah. From Florida State and Texas. It's, the same, it's the same stuff. Yeah, right. It's just recycled nonsense. Yes. It's, it's a dead gum chili hat. Right. Right. It is. It's that chili hat. All right, let's go. Let's hear the boys' daily complaints. What do you got, Manny? Mitch Garver. Yeah. <laughs> That's still it's still bugging me. And I know it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game or anything, but come yeah, on, yeah, kid. Yeah, Just yeah. you got two guys sitting on third base. Get it out. Get it out. Ever since Do I something. T- Ever since I talked to TK on Monday night and we both agreed he was starting to get his act together, he's been stumbling around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so. It's been tough. Uh f- 
I'll piggyback for mm-hmm. the sixth time in eight baseball summers. I now have to adopt another baseball team to follow and root mm-hmm. for for the pennant, and I'm all in on the Oakland A's. Yeah, Let's go, it. baby. Yeah, Bottom I, I, five payroll. <laughs> I want the Yankees to play the one-game wild card in that dump in Oakland. Let's go. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the uh, baseball miracles that we've spent so much time whining about the qu- cal- qu- caliber of play and the long games that we haven't uh, stopped to take note. And as uh, I told, as I told miracle. Reavers and Johnny earlier too, Pat, is it kind of time to see our guy Billy Bean get to a World Series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of cool, that's right? True. Never made it. That's right. I got to see him play. He couldn't hit. Uh, <laughs> big big swing. He had a big swing. Yes, but that uh, he's a much better executive. Hey, I don't have a daily complaint, but the Lake Detective, the man who has never been stumped, will be on the Great Outdoors Show with Dennis and Jess. Have you need-